Welcome to All Along the Wasatch, a public affairs program produced by Bonneville Salt Lake City. If you would like to submit a request to be on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. Now, here's the host of All Along the Wasatch, Mike Parsons. My guests today are from Utah Community Action. Their website is utahca.org. And we have Chrysanthi Hatsatonis. How did I do on your name? You did great. Fantastic. She is a development associate and chief impact and strategy officer, Janelle Serva. Thanks for coming, Thanks both for, of you. Thanks for having us. Thank so, you so much. we're heading into the holidays, and you have some big plans. We'll talk about your season of giving, and then once we uh, cover that, we'll kind of get into everything else that you do year-round. Mm-hmm. So coming up this Thursday, and I love the name of this event, Stuff a Tummy. Chrysanthi, if you could kind of tell us what that's all about. Absolutely. We work very closely with our family advocates and our case managers, and they nominate 150 families that are in need of Thanksgiving meal kits. And we reach out to our community partners throughout Salt Lake City, and they have generously donated many of the food items that are non-perishable. We put together the meal kits, and we then have the families come in to our James R. Russell location, and we have activities for them. So if they would like to stay and tell us their stories, we are able to interact with, with our clients And then they get to take home everything in a box, and we include a gift certificate so they can actually go and shop for those perishable items. For their Thanksgiving dinner. Absolutely. So you end up feeding them twice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sort of. Exactly. (laughs) And, And I noticed on your website it's about 800 people, so this is no small endeavor. It is about 800 people. Some of the families that have been nominated are quite large. Uh... Most of them are between four and six, but we do have about 20 families that are over the number of seven individuals in oh, well. that family. We like we like make, making lots of kids here in Utah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other part of your season of giving is Operation Chimney Drop. Tell us about that. So Operation Chimney Drop is our holiday event in December. We work, again, closely with our family advocates and our case managers, and they nominate about 1,100 individuals to receive holiday gifts. We make sure that each individual receives a winter coat, a pair of gloves, a hat, and a pair of shoes or boots, depending on what they've specified. And then they also are able to receive two personal gifts. We have partners that we give names to, and we like to say that they are sponsoring those individuals. Mm -hmm. And they go out and they shop, and we are like Santa Claus, I guess. So now if someone wants to participate in that part of it, go to the website, obviously, utahca.org. Once they're there, what do they look for? There is a banner on our landing page, on our homepage, that is Season of Giving. They can just click on that, and there are different ways to get involved. They can choose to sponsor an individual or a family. They can choose to volunteer. We have two locations that we will be disseminating those holiday gifts, one at James R. Russell, that's one of our largest locations, and then again at our South Salt Lake location. So those are the the events you've got coming up for your season of giving. Let's back up maybe and start at the beginning. (laughs) What is Utah Community Action, Janelle? Yes, thank you for asking and thanks for having us. Um, Utah Community Action is one of the largest nonprofits in the state, and we serve individuals who are experiencing poverty. Um, Our mission is to empower individuals, strengthen families, 
and build communities through education and self-reliance programs. And digging around on your website, and I've interviewed uh, folks from Utah Community Action before, I know that you do very specific things, but you do several of them. Yes. And these are several different things that serve that same community. Mm -hmm. So if we could kind of go through, there's six different things. Um, Mm -hmm. Adult education is the first one. Yeah. So like you said, we have six core programs. Um, Adult education is one that isn't designed. We have individuals come to us for all, you know, various needs, early childhood needs, housing supports, crisis supports, you know, whatever they might need. And we assess them based on what their needs are. Many of them say that, that they're looking for employment or they're underemployed. So if that's one of the needs that are, are expressed to us, then we'll, we'll try to help them improve their employment skills um, through our adult education program. So that will that could, some of those lead directly into jobs, possibly even with our agency. Hmm. We individual we personally employ about 650 employees, many of whom were former clients. Um, so we'll train them so that they have their high quality early childhood teachers. We'll train them so that they have um, food handlers permits and can work in our central kitchen. Um, we also you know, do adult literacy, uh, financial literacy programs, um, tenant rights courses. Uh, so we do all kinds of things to just help support them. Like, what are your needs? How can we support you in those to help you become uh, sustainable and self-reliant? And I probably should have asked you this first. There are other organizations across the country like Utah Community Action. Yes. Yeah, so Utah Community Action is part of two large national networks. The first one is the Head Start Network. So our largest program is Head Start. Um, and again, there's Head Starts all over the nation. Um, and that's a program that gives high-quality wraparound support services to children zero through age five. Uh, and also, we do, we provide support to their families as well. So the other large network is the Community Action Network. Mm-hmm. That's where our name comes from. Um, community Action Networks are in every community. There's several of them here in Utah. Um, and we all work together to assess what are the needs in the community. We do in-depth community needs assessments every three years. And then we shift our programming-based program programming based on what individuals are saying their needs are. So each community action kind of has their own programs depending on what the need is in their community. Absolutely. We, we all kind of overlap in various ways. There are several of us that do um, Head Start, several of us that do home weatherization, adult education. Uh, we don't do public health clinics, which a lot of community action agencies mm. do. I mean, it really is based on what the need is in the community. If someone else is doing it, we don't need to do it. If there's a need that's not being met, then we try to step into that space. So the second one after adult education is case management and housing. Yeah. Yes, this is a program that I love. So we do housing and case management, which consists of three three sub-programs. The first is um, rental assistance. So we can provide a few months of rental assistance to individuals that come to us in crisis. So it could be something like they just got a new job. They're not going to get paid for a month. Can you help them for that month? Mm. Or they just lost a job, had a health crisis. Uh, we prioritize individuals with uh, families with children under the age of six, individuals with disabilities, and those who um, are seniors. Uh, those are our priority populations. Um, and then again, we can provide rental assistance along with case management. So we so we try to help them become stable when the rental assistance ends. So that during that time, we're helping them find jobs. We're helping them set goals, teaching them about financial uh, stability and security um, to, to try to increase their sustainability long term. Um, then that the other two programs that are part of that our, one is landlord-tenant mediation, and we operate that statewide. So if there's an individual who, for whatever reason, hasn't been able to meet their needs, uh, meet their, their rental obligations, um, short-term crisis potentially, we could step in. 
um, maybe a domestic violence situation. There's all kinds of crisis situations. We'll step in, work with the landlord, make sure their needs are met uh, with their legal counsel, and also mediate on behalf of that client so that they don't end up with an eviction on their record. Yeah, that's a really valuable service because that could be such an ugly situation so easily. You know, when it gets to be legal, that's that's scary for anyone. And you take Mm -hmm. these families in really traumatic situations. Um, Sometimes they might, might not speak English. Not You know, different things where it's just additionally scary so yeah. that we can just be there to advocate and just to advise them um, in that way um, is, is really helpful. Um, then we also do homeless diversion. So mm. we try to prevent people from entering the shelter system. Um, once they do, like their outcomes drop. It's mm. it's a difficult you know setting for, for children and families to be in. So w- before they ever intake into the shelter, they'll meet with one of our employees, one of our caseworkers, to see uh, if there's any other solutions that we can help them identify. Um, so every year we divert about the full capacity of the shelter system. We oh, divert. wow. Yeah. And then the third one is Head Start, which you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And Head Start, is that its own program and you're partnered with it? Or how, what is that relationship? No, that is our program. Your we program. operate okay. it. We operate it. It's it's ne- it's federally funded. So that's why it's the national network. But we're we're the owners of okay. all those facilities uh, or partner with, with space and facilities. And we operate. All those are our staff. So that's one of the highest quality early childhood system you can find, really. We do wraparound supports to get kids ready for kindergarten. So that not of, co- of course includes academic readiness, but also includes social emotional supports. If they need special additional special needs um, or mental health um, engagements, we we help them get that. Um, we do we meet two th- two thirds of their nutritional value, their mm. nutritional needs every day, um, so that they're healthy. Um, and active. And then we, again, support the families. We work with them so that they know how to, what their kids need to know to get ready for school. We train them in how to use, like, how to engage with the school, how to know the, some of the softwares they use. Mm. Just simple things so that when their kids go to kindergarten, they're not at a disadvantage. Right. And who is Head Start available to? It's available to individuals who are 100% poverty or below, um, age zero through five. Okay. So there's early Head Start, which is zero through three. Um, and then there's the, the, Head Start program is three through five. So we, we're we always looking to enroll um, based on that, that eligibility criteria. And coming up now, as temperatures are dropping, heat assistance mm-hmm. is your next thing that you do. Yeah. And that's closely linked to our last program, which is home weatherization. Right. So heat utility assistance um, is primarily heat assistance. So gas power, but we can also sometimes do, um, if, the, if the funding's there, we'll also help provide air conditioning support. So when it gets really hot in the summer, mm-hmm. um, you know, families have, have safe and healthy homes. And we'll jump to the last one since it's kind of tied to that, the yeah. weatherization. Yeah. I, this is such a fun program because so much of our program is these little kids, wonderful preschool teachers, you know, they're just, you know, vibrant, you know, early childhood preschool classrooms. And then you'll go over to our warehouse and we've got trucks and furnaces and tools and, you know, this huge warehouse with, you know, construction men, hmm. typically, I shouldn't, um, and they'll go into <laughs> homes and they will do, they'll, they'll first do an energy audit to see where, you know, what, what does this home need so that it can be safe. And then we can go in and install energy efficient appliances, um, insulate attics, caulk windows, do all kinds of stuff like that. And that's the same eligibility for individuals hmm. in, in uh, under the federal poverty level. We're speaking with Chief Impact and Strategy Officer Janelle Serva and Development Associate Chrysanthi Hadsantosis, and it's Utah Community Action, the website utahca.org, and then nutrition, the final piece. Yeah. And that kind of partners up with several of these. It does. All the programs, that's the, the purpose. All the programs are designed to work together to right. support individuals, uh, all of their needs. So 
The nutrition program serves about over 700,000 meals a year. Wow. Um, and a lot of those are to our Head Start kids in our classrooms. Like you said, we yeah. we, we have a central kitchen uh, located in South Salt Lake. Every day we create hot, healthy meals, and we deliver those across Salt Lake County to you know 30 of our locations. Um, and, and so we have all these different routes. They do that daily, provide breakfast, a hot lunch, and a snack. Um, then we also partner with Salt Lake County to provide senior meals at three of their senior centers, um, making sure that they also have healthy options. That's a donation so they can eat free if they aren't able to afford it, and provides them that community that mm-hmm. a lot of seniors are, are needing. Uh, and then the third component of that is summer dinners. So we provide free meals to kids zero through age 18, um, regardless of income. Um, but we do target four or five areas of concentrated poverty. It's a lot. It is a lot. You do it's a, a lot. lot of mm-hmm. a lot of good things in the community. Yeah. Um, are there is there ever a temptation to expand further? Because I, I know that there's other <laughs> needs and, and sometimes that happens and, and maybe you get spread too thin. Yeah. Um. So there's lots of different ways to look at that. Like I said, we do do community needs assessments every three years. So the last one we did was about a year ago. And we look at what the needs are. And currently the biggest need in the community is affordable housing. That's not even for individuals in poverty. That's that's for just about everybody. Um, there's a shortage of housing. Uh, so we see that and then we see, are, are we doing enough? We get, we get about 1,200 calls a month for rental assistance and have enough funding to help about 120. Oh, wow. So we know the need is is great. Yeah. We also know that we're seeing individuals in the shelters because like sometimes we have rental assistance available and we can't place someone in a unit because either the unit doesn't exist mm-hmm. or because they can't sustain the rent once our subsidy goes away. And so then we're setting them up for failure, which we don't want to do. Right. So we would assist someone actually at a higher income level. Yeah. Um, so we see that need and we see it's not going away. And how do we how do we get in front of that? So that's something we're thinking a lot about. Um, and, and same with like we do we do Head Start and, and we know that there's a shortage of high quality early childhood opportunities mm-hmm. for individuals. Um, so so that's something we're exploring. How do we better meet the need? We serve about 14 percent of the kids in poverty in our service area. Oh. So they don't all need Head Start, right. certainly, but most of them probably need something. Yeah. And so how do we you know, partner with school districts, partner with the state, with child care, but, but ultimately are there ways that we do need to expand because the need is there and we have the ability to do so? On the housing issue, I get frustrated because it seems like no matter where you go in Salt Lake County, there are big luxury apartments being built everywhere, everywhere you look. And I, it's just like, where are these people coming from? But nobody's really building the affordable housing. And, and I understand why if I was a construction company, I would want to get the highest rent possible from the apartments that I build. So how do we, how do we fix that? It's kind of a big question. <laughs> that is a big question. That's a question the state would like to know the answer yeah. to. Uh, there's a lot of people working on, on that. And, and the state has done a lot um, to their credit to, to issue additional um, incentives for people to develop affordable housing. The federal government has a great program. They do low-income housing tax credits to incentivize the development of affordable housing. Um, and then, you know, we're always looking to partner with donors who are saying, you know, who who want to make a difference and who are looking at that need and saying, you know, what do we do? We need the workforce. A lot of people, as they get older, they're like, you know, my kids aren't, aren't poor, but they can't find a single place to rent. So they're either living at home forever mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, or we're helping them find something affordable. So it's not even just, like I said, it's not just a, a problem for those in poverty. It right. really is a middle income problem yeah. of just the growth that we're seeing in our community, which is great, but we need to be able to support that. Yeah. I have a 22 year old daughter who lives in our basement yeah. because she can't <laughs> afford to move out. I mean, yeah. the rent is insane. Exactly. Exactly. Um, let's talk a little bit, Chris Anthony, about money. That's yes. your area here in development. 
how is the organization funded? So we are a grant-based organization, and we do partner with our local community. We are fortunate enough to have Discover as our sponsor for Season of Giving, and we are looking for additional investments, philanthropic investments, for the Season of Giving. And if someone is interested in partnering with us in Season of Giving, which is not only for those two events, but it also is unrestricted funding that we can use for the six core programs that we offer, mm-hmm. they are they can reach out to me or to Janelle, and we will work with them to figure out what works best with their organization and where their designated funds need to go. Right. And I, that's, a I know, a, an issue for every nonprofit is a lot of times you'll get money, but it has rules attached to it. So those unrestricted funds are so valuable because then they can go wherever you need. Um, I'm sure you have a lot of individual donors as well. We do have individual donors. Um, we do have... Um, an annual fundraiser called Bloom, and a lot of our individual fundraising comes from that event. It is in August, so if you're listening and you're looking for something to do in August of 2024, please feel free to come to our Bloom Gala. My calendar's wide open for August <laughs> you're, you're invited. Right. <laughs> Raise your paddle. Um, and so... We obviously like to work with individuals. We work with corporations. We are partnering with Mark Miller Subaru for Season of Giving. I am going to be taking pies in the face on behalf of Utah Community Action. Um, They were kind enough to select our organization for their Thanksgiving event. All the Subaru dealerships are amazing. They They are. Great great stuff in our community. Um, What about non-financial ways to help? Are there volunteer opportunities? Absolutely. So we have quite a few volunteer opportunities. They are listed on our website. As Janelle mentioned, we provide meals for our Head Start students, and our Central Kitchen always has open slots for volunteering. We also have volunteer opportunities coming up for Season of Giving. We have been so incredibly blessed with our volunteers this year that we are only needing a few more volunteers for the afternoon shift, but our senior cafes, knowing that we are going to be having our Thanksgiving meals there, not only for Thanksgiving, but Christmas, um, we are looking for 10 volunteers for each one of those three that we operate. You can always use more money. I have not met a nonprofit that says we have enough money and enough volunteers. (laughs) This doesn't exist. And and we will work with anyone to find something that, that works well for them. So for example, if you are under a certain age, we do have take home volunteer opportunities as well. So if a student is looking to get involved with us, we can actually send some home Head Start uh, home kits Hmm. to them and they can give their hours that way. Then Eagle Projects, that sort of thing. Exactly. So we've had Judge Memorial Catholic High School come in. Lumen Scholars is coming in. We are working with Real Salt Lake. They are having their Academy High School come to uh, our JRR location and actually assemble the meal kits that we will be giving out. We'll talk about Season of Giving, but I also wanted to talk about your hub locations. You don't have just one central location. You're kind of all over. Maybe you could talk about where those are. Yeah. So we have about 
six different hub locations throughout the county. Um, and we the, the goal there is to meet families where they are and to wrap services around them. So a lot of times, you know, services can be really driven by eligibility or by location, and you're sending people all over the place. So our goal is that if a family comes to us, we can help them with with various needs and not just send them, we can help you with this, now you need to go over here right. to, to do that. So we have that, our, our headquarters, which is in Salt Lake City, is one of those. We have a hub location in South Salt Lake. We have one out in Kearns. Um, yeah, we try to be wherever the community is. We have we have a hub in Magna. I'm trying to think of think. Tooele. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do. Yeah, we have a lot of services out in Tooele and all the way out to Wendover. So we also partner with uh, some Nevada school districts. Oh wow. Um, in doing work out in in Wendover, but yeah, Grantsville, Tooele, absolutely. What a wonderful organization, and I'm sure we've just scratched the surface. So, Chris Anthony, before we wrap it up, let's talk about the events that are coming right up. Stuff a Tummy this Thursday. What is that, and who is it for? Stuff a Tummy is for 150 families that have been nominated. They are under that poverty level, and we are going to be providing them with a non-perishable Thanksgiving meal kit and then a gift certificate that they can go out and purchase those perishable items. And then in December, we have Operation Chimney Drop. That will be our program for 1,100 individuals comprising of families that have been nominated and seniors that have been nominated, and we provide a holiday experience for them. So when holidays come around, they feel the joy that most of us get to feel on a daily basis. And Operation Chimney Drop is where you can use some help people providing the the presents for the kids. Absolutely. Yes, that is one of the most important factors for Operation Chimney Drop. So what's important about Season of Giving is that it helps us. We want to make sure the holidays are happy for, for everyone in our community, that no one's left behind. And then we really want to make sure that beyond the holidays, when people, sometimes they're not as charitably minded, that these kids and families are still supported throughout the upcoming right. year. So we're really trying to focus on these these kids now and, again, to make sure that in January they still have everything that they need, that their needs are still met. It's Utah Community Action doing amazing things in our community, and the website is utahca.org. We've been speaking with Chief Impact and Strategy Officer Janelle Serva and Development Associate uh, Chris Anthony Hudson-Tonis. Thank you both for being here, and thank you for what you're doing in our community. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you, Mike. Thank you for listening to All Along the Wasatch with Mike Parsons. If you would like to submit a request to be a guest on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. That's mparsons at ksl.com.